I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Shoppers John Deere presents live from West Palm Beach for the start of spring baseball. Thanks to Academy Sports and Outdoors, it's Payne and Pendergast on Sports Radio 610. Good to be with you. I got to get used to voice guys. In-cut promo there. I keep stepping on him at the end. That's okay. I'll go back and look at the film, and I'll get better. Good to be with all of you on a uh, Monday. I like to think that he's actually doing that live, and like he's somewhere in some studio right now just cart- cursing. <laughs> just threw his pen down. With, with his really deep voice. Yeah. Uh, damn Sean Pendergast. <laughs> he's divas. Damn. <laughs> I damn him to hell. <laughs> uh, so we, we're live in uh, Lake Worth Beach. Florida, just south of West Palm Beach. Thank you. Yes, uh, got that right. Thanks to Shoppers John Deere for sending us here for spring training all week long. I am excited for today, Seth. Yeah. We get our first spring tra- our first spring training game. They had two this weekend. Yeah. But this is our first spring training game. They got all the kinks out. Basically, everybody's for adjusted us. to the pitch clock That's now. Right. There will be no more issues. <laughs> no Everybody more will be just fine. Kyle yeah. Tucker's good. Yeah, all of baseball fandom is uh, A-OK with the pitch clock. They're not livid about it at all. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. <laughs> so we'll get to the pitch clock in a second. Um, I... I am excited to see Forrest Whitley throw a baseball today. I know. Forrest Whitley, who, listen. It's like spotting Bigfoot. I keep reminding myself of this. Forrest Whitley is like the true test of how much you trust your baseball team's management crew. Because remember when when Kyle Tucker was untouchable and we all were just starting to get collectively as a city sick of Kyle Tucker being untouchable? Just trade him for Aaron Sale, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, so, like, why? Chris Sale, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I was, yeah, I got confused there. Um, It's, uh, but then ultimately it worked out. So I feel like Forrest Whitley, who for years, I, I was cool with Forrest Whitley once all the scouting services stopped saying he was the Astros' number one prospect. Yeah. I like when, when, when they would have him listed up there as the Astros' number one prospect, well, meanwhile, he, he, was, he had a, a 12 ERA in AAA. That was, that was frustrating and annoying. But he's, like, he's had bad luck and or immaturity issues, and now the reports seem to be that he's in a good place. And he's figured things out. The worst by far, the low point for me, when I finally quit on Forrest Whitley, was when Brent Strom had to answer a question uh, during the COVID year about why Forrest Whitley showed up out of shape. And he was like, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know why he showed up not ready. They had extra time. And I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm done with Forrest. I got enough. I don't have enough crap to worry about with all this COVID stuff and trying to figure out what's going on with baseball, much, uh, much less a Forrest Whitley, where now it seems like Forrest Whitley at the age of, 
Is he 47? He's 25. 25, okay. Yes, At the age of 25, 25, he's a full-grown man and he's yeah. ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, because I've been kind of – I've been treating Forrest Whitley the way I've said that I plan on treating Lance McCullers but really can't, Yeah. Um, which is to say that I've been just pretending he doesn't exist. You know, and because, I mean, unlike Lance, for the Astros, Forrest Whitley has not really existed at all as an option, uh, as a pitcher at times. Uh, you know, he, he had the Tommy John surgery, so he's gone for a year. Um, so, man, if you got something out of Forrest Whitley, it's gravy. Now, I know, you know, the chances yeah. are that's probably not the case. Not many guys have the, the jagged journey that he's had and then all of a sudden turn into a potential. He's a former first round pick. I'm excited to just watch him pitch today. I'm just going to eat what's on my plate for now. This is um, okay because remember the time when they wrote that 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 that, that quote from Brent Strom was like dropped into the middle of an article about something else, and I was furious that it was not more of a of, of a headline. I remember that. Yeah. yeah so Chandler Rome addresses it here. This spring, he says he drew the ire of former pitching coach Brent Strom in 2020 for reporting to spring training, quote, not physically ready, <laughs> unquote, to compete for a major league roster spot. And, and then he, in 2021, he had his Tommy John. So I, like, I hesitate to say that somebody has bad luck with injuries when they've got this history of either being suspended for apparently uh, he, uh, he had a test to study for or something Adderall, on his right? way to, yeah, yeah yeah no he was uh, he was trying to study for a test yeah 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 um or showing up out of shape when he had extra time to get in shape during covid or all these other things i just i i'm not going to get excited about it i'm intrigued about it yeah. but it would be and it would be an awesome if he showed up this year and became something yeah. but uh, but you can't you can't count on it i'm excited for today that's it i'm just going to i'm going to excited to watch him pitch today as far as other things to watch you mentioned the pitch clock. Um, the pitch clock was a huge topic this weekend around baseball. There was actually a game that ended on a called third strike because a batter wasn't in the box in time. And this was bases loaded, bottom of the ninth, two outs of a close game. And we'll get to more about the pitch clock itself in a second. As far as it impacting the Astros, I think we've been saying ever since they adopted the rule that the two hitters that would seem to be the most impacted by it, and this is borne out, by the stats where they time how long guys are outside the batter's box in between pitches, Kyle Tucker and Jose Altuve are the two. Chaz McCormick as well, but Tucker and Altuve are just more important players for this team. Um, Tucker had to get his first crack at it this weekend. He didn't like it. He felt rushed. Altuve's got a routine that is, to me, more time-consuming and more intricate than Tucker's with the – the, you know, the, the glove adjustments the after fans, each pitch. He sweeps the dirt yep. I think twice with each foot. Yeah, yeah. He probably back. tugs at something below the waist yeah. once or twice, whatever. Um, I'm anxious to we, – we, we, it's, it's known. We get our first look at Jose Altuve in spring training today. Right. So we'll, we'll get to see and that. Then, and then Luis Garcia tomorrow, Tomorrow is Luis Garcia. So Luis yeah. Garcia is uh, on the pitching side of it. it. With him, it's not technically even a pitch clock thing. It's that they've – they're going to be more strict about enforcing the rules about how many steps you're allowed to take. Yeah. So it's not even okay. This I don't want to get too into the weeds in this. It it's not a balk issue with him. They wouldn't call it a balk because he's doing it when when his he's doing his wind up when no runners are on base. Yeah. It's just that he takes too many steps when he's doing that rock the baby motion. Yeah. They're not going to allow you to take that many steps anymore. So right. I 
I don't think that's going to be that hard for him because it's not like he. It's not like he's been doing that since the age of twelve. I don't know, man. Baseball players are weird when you mess with routines. Some, some, it's no problem yeah. for. Them. Some, it ruins them. Except that he pitches out of the stretch when people are on base, and he's yeah. not doing the rock the baby. So yeah. it's not like he's incapable of doing it. I get without, it. No, yeah. he'll probably be okay. But I just but never like just I, never I, I, these things are never hard and fast. There's yeah. going to be at least one player who maybe. Maybe he would have fallen off a cliff this year anyway, but because he falls off a cliff this year, we'll 100% blame Built in the pitch excuse. clock for it. Yeah. Um, body types we get to see today, Seth. Two body types that we get to see. Um, the new, even more muscular, Jeremy Pena, mm-hmm. um, who apparently looks like, a, according to John McClain, looks like he could go fight crime while he's not uh, as a superhero, not yeah. as a cop. Or yeah. as a cop, a very muscular cop. Yeah, I don't uh, – You know, I, I, I get a little bit nervous when guys who are injury-prone work out even Bulk harder up. in the offseason. Yeah. It's like Bregman. You know, like Bregman always has these hammy – or excuse me, knock on wood, used to have these hammy issues. Yeah. But, but was like you'd see him immediately a week after the season, like, oh, I'm working even harder this year. Man, sometimes it's a matter of just – Slowing the hell down a little bit yep. in, in the offseason to let your body recover. So for Payne, who's had injury issues, I, I don't get super excited about that. I just I need to know that the swing changes he made at the end of last season that carried him through the postseason are, are like solidified and still good for him. The ladies seem to be excited. There's yeah. female listeners to this show who are uh, they're basically requesting pictures from spring training of Jeremy Pena. Do they want? And I'm that? like, I'm not some foot fetish website, okay? You, or do they want me to like ex- uh, describe his physique, physique in detail? Probably want that I could too. Start a website. I would think anything that's Pena for some of these people would be uh, would be appropriate. What's that stuff they do on the internet where people uh, they they do like little whispering and sounds and stuff? <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> hey, DMSR. ASMR, ASMR. Sean, do you not know about ASMR? I don't, I don't, know. Okay, so there's people that they do these videos where they're just making little subtle sounds, like they're various things that, okay. that people find pleasing. Really? And some people have like a, like a r- really strong physiological response to it. It's not a sexual thing, okay. I don't think. It's just like a pleasant, I guess maybe for some people it is. Um, but maybe that's my ASMR. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be I'm descri- uh, describing Jeremy Pena's Jeremy muscles. Jeremy Pena's physique for rippling, people that are interested. Rippling yeah. muscles. Okay, I, I knew nothing about this ASMR. You didn't? No, and I feel like I don't want to know. You because don't read of, enough dumb stuff on the internet, I know, I've learned. I know, I know. You need to stay. You need to keep up with this stuff. <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> I need to read dumber stuff. Um, in addition to Altuve and Pena, Martin Maldonado is in the lineup today. So we get muscular Pena and the new svelter Skinnier Maldi today. Cheekbones Maldi. Yeah. It yeah. looks like he it looks like he went through the Roseanne Skeletor Bar. Skeletor Maldi. Yeah. yeah. The, the Roseanne Bar, all of a sudden you're like, I think I think she might be pretty, except she still looks like Roseanne Barr. Right. But I, so I can't go she there. Still looks like Maldi. Maldonado. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I think he might be a, a Hollywood leading man. Skinnier Maldi. Yeah. yeah. So can... with the, I think he's a guy that a physique change I'm an, a fan of because he didn't really do anything extreme or anything. He just cut out junk food. Yeah, you know, cut out soda and candy. And okay, this is a trick. I don't like physique changes out of people who are already playing really well. Yeah, because that's the that's the trouble. Like when LeBron lost all that weight. Like, okay, dude, you're an MVP. Yeah, you lost forty pounds for God knows what reason. And of course, by Christmas that year, he was back to his normal Put it playing all back weight. On. Yeah, uh, with you know, there's a little bit of that perhaps with um, um, uh, Dank, uh, Yuli, uh, with yeah. Yuli, because Yuli was. 
He was fine. Well, he won a batting title and then cut out pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but he wasn't. And Yuli's never fine for more than one season. Yeah. So, but yeah, he showed up leaner and it didn't work out for him. No, but, he's, but he is also forty. Come on. Yeah, yeah. He's got his life to think about. Abreu's a different body type just because he, we haven't seen Abreu. No, I didn't you even know. recognize him in one of those pictures. I'm like, who's this cat right here? Like, oh, yeah, that's Abreu. Abreu, I've noticed, I noticed this in the offseason after the Astros signed him. Depending on what his facial hair is, yeah. he's, he changes looks completely. Yeah. Like, just uh, like more so. I know there's people saying, like, yeah, duh, Seth. No, it's like with no, with no mustache and a beard versus like with a full goatee. Yeah. He looks like a completely different person. He's no mustache right now, according to the pictures we've seen. Um, but we'll get to the bottom of that today, I tells you. <laughs> yeah. um, the, um, the Washington Post is reporting that Rockets owner Tillman Fertitta, quote, is involved in the bidding for the Washington Commanders. Two people familiar with the situation said on Saturday, according to the article, Fertitta submitted a bid estimated at, quote, slightly above $5.5 billion. billion. Yeah. You know, when the Chronicle first posted this at like 3 a.m., on Saturday or Sunday morning, whichever, however it yeah. works. It, was, it said 5.5 million. I saw. And it was, <laughs> I wish it hadn't been at 3 a.m. Nearly, I would, if that had happened at noon, it would have been, you know, 5,000 people correcting them. Yeah. But with some pretty good jokes thrown in, too. I did feel like there was something that, like, what if he, what if he did bid 5.5 million just hoping that Snyder was, uh, like, <laughs> Snyder wasn't paying attention right, to the missing right. three zeros. Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> you just throw it out there just in case. Yeah. You know, like on eBay. Yeah. You're just like, oh, okay, maybe I'll throw in a low bid just in case nobody else pays. Guy's not paying it. attention. He's got four tabs open. Yeah, He's like, yeah, yeah but yeah. yeah, okay, sell. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is interesting because for Tita, other potential buyers include Josh Harris. And if you don't know who that is, owner of the Sixers, owner of the Devils. And current employer of Tad Brown, former president and CEO of the Houston Rockets. Oh, yeah, that's he right. He is filling that same role for Josh Harris. Josh Harris, who came in runner-up to the Walmart people for the Broncos last year. There's a part of me, and how much did the Broncos sell for? Like $5 billion, I think, right? Am I, am I right? Our boss Parker was there in Denver, and he's sitting right here. So I think the – so $5 billion or so, $5.5 billion for Washington – Four point six billion. Four point six. Okay. Four point six for the Denver one. Washington, even though they've uh, had a rough go of it as of late, is probably considered more of a potential revenue generator than the Broncos. Like uh, it's um, they they forever were just like one of the highest attended, hi- highest attended, longest waiting list, all that stuff. Um, I, I don't know if you just assume you can build that back up with some winning or in goodwill, but it's a. It's going to be a big price. Tag. It's it, it's a brand that's taken some hits with Daniel Snyder as the owner, but yeah. I feel like it's one of those teams. Like if you're over the age of like 35 or 40, you're like, oh yeah, the the Washington, you know, back when it was the Redskins, now the Commanders. That that team has had a lot of success. It's just if you're a younger fan, you're like, they have, yeah, yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah. The old uh, NFC East blue blood teams yes. are going to command a yeah. huge price if and when they ever sell. That's exactly right. Well, partly, you know what, there is that part to it, too, is the actual guys who are in the buyer's pool yep. tend to be, yeah, they're not, look, they're not buying a sports team just for the financial investment. There's some ego involved it's in it, It's a vanity too. item. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's something about owning uh, the the Washington Commanders that it probably appeals to somebody like Fertitta, uh, or, or Jeff Bezos, who is prohibited <laughs> from bidding. Jeff Bezos was wanted to maybe put a bid on this, was exploring it, yeah. and Dan Snyder said, no, 
You're not allowed to because the Washington Post is owned partly by you, and the Washington Post has asked too many questions about alleged misconduct by my football team. Yep. So I will not. I will not be selling to the richest man in the world. They've published a series of stories. The Post has documenting a culture of sexual harassment at the team uh, that ultimately helped build the pressure to. Oh, that. A series of stories on sexual harassment, obviously, inside the building I gotta, in Washington. I don't want to hand it to Snyder. I don't generally like him. But I got to say, uh, I, admire, I admire the chutzpah of just saying, like, no, nope, I'm going to take the guy that could spend the most and just uh, exclude him from the bidding. It now, is. Not even to, like... Not even to allow him to bid. Yeah, like you could allow Bezos to bid and still accept a lesser, Dude. a lesser bid. Just but that was driven up by Bezos being. In I it, want you know? Bezos to keep bidding and bidding and bidding until Snyder has to go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, I'll the, sell. Part of the deal is that Bezos gets to spank him on the hind yes, on the way yes, out the door. Yes, you're right. I know. I, I want some extra terms and conditions. Uh, uh, listen, I'll give you a hundred million discount if I spank you on the hiney as you walk out the door. And it has to say hiney in the paperwork. Let me ask you this. Do Rockets fans, do we Houston sports fans actually want Fertitta to have his attention divided by uh, a sports team in Washington? Um, As long as he hires good people to run the Rockets, then yeah, I don't care. I, he's relatively hands-off for the Rockets by yeah. NBA standards. Yeah. I mean, he Patrick does more stuff than Tillman does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, he checks in with him a lot and he's obviously yeah. there and everything, but he's not a micromanager. Per se. No, yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, I don't think. I mean, he's very visible because he's a very front-facing guy, and he's a prominent business person in the Houston community. Yeah. But day-to-day, the sense I get is it's, it's, he's not a day-to-day guy. I don't, the other thing about it is, man, I think about – it's just a couple of years ago that people were wondering if Fertitta was going to be okay because all the restaurants and hotels were shut down completely. <laughs> he had to lay off most of his staff, yeah. and now he's bidding $5.5 He's At the, vi- at the a- very least, he's confident in his ability to, to find $5.5 billion somewhere. Well, but you know what, though? For him to even be involved in it, the NFL vets these guys pretty thoroughly, yeah. and they don't – like the NFL, unlike Major League Baseball and the NBA – they they don't want it to be a committee of owners. They want there to be one strong, powerful, financially uh, solid person. I think basically so they don't have to deal with like multitudes of <laughs> of annoying sure. billionaires. Yep. They want thirty two annoying billionaires, right? Instead of multitudes. Not three hundred of them. Yeah. Um, we uh, we are live in Florida for uh, spring training. Brought to you by Shoppa's John Deere. We will be over at the uh, facility a little later on today. The Marlins and the Astros play a little later on today, noon central time. So we'll be keeping you up to speed all day long here at Sports Radio 610. Seth and I will be checking in with the, the two shows later on today in the loop and the drive. We'll be checking in with them. Adam Spillane will be checking in with us um, at the top of the hour live from the Astros facility. Um, Alex Bregman's contract extension got a whole lot more interesting over the weekend. We will explain why next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Shoppers John Deere presents live from West Palm Beach for the start of spring baseball. Thanks to Academy Sports and Outdoors, it's Payne and Pendergast on Sports Radio 610. All right, one of the big topics at Astros spring training, and Seth and I continue here live from uh, from Florida. Mere moments from uh, from the Astros facility. We'll be there later on today. Marlins versus the Astros. Um, uh, a noon start Houston time. Uh, one of the big topics for the Astros this spring training has been contracts for different guys. Kyle Tucker losing his arbitration case. Uh, they got a deal done with Christian Javier. Presumably they're trying to get a deal done, maybe with Framber Valdez as well. And then <clears throat> there's the veteran players who've already signed big extensions, but they want to keep those players after these big extensions for even a longer period of time, specifically Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman. Alex Bregman's situation, Seth, may have gotten a little more complicated over the weekend. Uh, Alex Bregman has two years left on his deal, 2023 and 2024, each at $30 million these next two seasons. And then he'd be a free agent if they don't get a deal done early. Manny Machado, third baseman for the San Diego Padres, who's been with the Padres for four seasons now, signed a 10-year deal back in 2019, but he had an opt-out coming up halfway into that deal after this coming season. Well, the Padres, and I think it probably would, would is a pretty smart move considering where Machado is. Machado was just named one of the 10 best players in baseball last week. Uh, they tore up that contract and gave him a brand-new $11 million, $350 million deal. So about $32 million a year, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, and there are no opt-outs in this one. So they rip up the old contract, give them a new one, say, yeah, we're giving you this new one, but you are a padre for life now. There's no opting out anymore. 11 years, $350 million, and Manny Machado is 30 years old, which co- coincidentally would be the same age Alex Bregman will be when he becomes a free agent. Yeah. What is Alex Bregman, who's not been the player Manny Machado's been the last couple of years? Bregman went through that two-year lull, largely due to injuries, and then he regained form last year, particularly in the postseason. What is what does Alex Bregman do now with this new Manny Machado deal sitting? I don't. The books? I don't know if it genuinely affects him as much, just because he's like he he doesn't. He doesn't stack up to Machado as of now. So I don't think that he should expect that same deal. And I think that what the Astros did the first time around with Bregman was, you know, they didn't, they didn't necessarily give him a whole bunch more than he would have made in arbitration. It's that they gave him the security of knowing that, okay, you're not going to have to go through arbitration and through injuries or slumps, which he did have yeah. at that point. It'll be nice and steady throughout that. So I, I wonder if this really does change any expectations for him I feel like he might have already I feel like Bregman might have already had a number in mind and then maybe this bumps it upwards somewhat 
but it's not like he can walk in there and be like, well, I want the Machado money. No, this is what I want to know, because I don't, he, I don't think he can do that right, right. now, because to your point, he hasn't, he hasn't been Machado the last couple of years. But what if I, he strings together another season like he had last year. That's and, what I yeah, wonder. Yeah. I, I wonder if, he, if this makes Bregman more inclined to bet on himself now. So does it make him more inclined to bet on himself, or as an Astros fan, are you adamant now that you got to get just get Bregman signed up right now to, to a, something. a discount. Yeah, what's you know what a, a relative discount to what he would get in free agency? Because that's the that's the yin and the yang of it. If a guy signs well before he becomes a free agent, just like Jordan did, it's got to be something that's less than a free agent deal. Otherwise, there's no reason for the team to do it. That's right. Except in you know certain cases. Uh, so I think um, that would of the guys of the potential guys that could sign before free agency. Who would surprise you more? Like which one, or I guess which one do you expect? Do you expect Jordan, or excuse me, not Jordan? Do you expect Kyle Tucker, Framber Valdez, or Alex Bregman to get a deal done first? Uh, Tucker the least. Okay. Framber, I would say Framber the most, except yet his agent saying last week or two weeks ago, like, nope, there's been no negotiations. Yeah. Um, I would say I would say Framber one, Bregman two, but I could flip flop. You'd be surprised with Framber, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, No, yeah, right. Tucker would be the most surprising to me. Tucker feels Tucker right now feels like right now Tucker feels like a Correa Springer situation where he's just going to keep playing and being an all star, and then we'll see where it goes when he hits free agency. Bregman, and I hate to read too much into the personal life stuff, but Bregman does. It seems like he's. Tried to put down roots in Houston in a lot of ways. Yeah. He's, he's been a changed guy since he had his son, and he actually played a lot better after he, after he had his son. You know, he hosted the Houston Sports Awards. It feels like I could see Bregman, I could see Bregman for non-financial reasons wanting to have maybe more certainty. Maybe. Whereas Tucker, uh, you know, Tucker can just, I know he just got married, um, but he can just kind of, Gamble on himself and put it out there. But yeah. Bregman's got, but also Bregman already has that financial security he, where it doesn't hurt him to wait until free agency. Yeah, no, so, but I, I just get that vibe off Tucker that he's going to ride this thing out. As far as Framber, I think both sides are waiting to see what exactly happens with Framber in no shift. Yeah, that's a good point. So we didn't talk about that. The pitch clock is a big deal, and that's what everybody was talking about. The shift, as people expected in a lot of ways, like the way that a lot of teams like the Astros are handling no shift is that they shift as much as they can. Which takes some of the thinking out of it. You just got Pena lined up like right at the back right of the, the boundary, right at the back of the dirt, yeah. right down the midline of the field to the left of the uh, the the second base. Yep. And El Tuve's all the way back to the back of the dirt, you know, but not into the outfield like you would with a normal shift. Yep. And so I wonder. I mean, it'll still like that's going to be effective, but not as effective. But I wonder if there'll be even a perceptible difference if guys are shifting that. Aggressively. I think the big thing is that for left-handed hitters, you're not going to have the the second baseman standing in short right field anymore. That's still the, yeah. The, there's the, a the, lot the of boundary of the dirt is a big part of this. The dirt almost makes more of a difference than the actual the left to right. I mean, it's hard. the ones that really crush you as a viewer is when. Yeah, Tucker hits one that should be like a a heater to short right center. Yeah, should be a single at least. Yeah. And like, oh no, it goes right to the second. Yeah, baseman. right to the second baseman, yeah. and he's got an easy throw over to first. Something that should have just popped right over the head of the second baseman and hit the ground. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, it's, it's just not normal to me. So, dude, the Padres. <laughs> I don't know if the ownership of the Padres are like, yeah, the world's going to end probably sometime in the next five or six years. So let's just give. They've got. They've got a 10-year deal they gave to Xander Bogarts for almost $300 million. 
They've got Fernando Tatis on the books from now until the end of time. He's going to be juiced to the gills when he comes back. <laughs> they got Manny Machado for 11 more years. He's going to be 41 years old, making $30 million a year, which in baseball, who knows? That may be the minimum by the time he's yeah. 41. Um, and, and they've got Juan Soto that they still got to sign here. I do. There's there so many teams that are so comfortable spending on these 10-year deals where you know that you're going to be – you know that mo- – like, if you if you hand out four 10-year deals over the course of time, you know that, like, at least three of them are going to be worthless at the end of those. So you at know you're end, paying yeah. that. And you are banking on inflation uh, to a certain degree. But, like, the salary cap – or, excuse me, the luxury tax can only expand so much. Yeah. So I think you're just – you're signing up for <laughs> – you're signing up for some misery down the road, but you just don't worry too much about it in the moment. No, it's just wild. But it's wild to me, too. It's San Diego. Like, San Diego's not a big market. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, that's what's weird to me. That's, yeah. That it's, um, well, and then now the difference in baseball. I was surprised that this is as big a story as it is because usually this, like, business of baseball stuff doesn't really garner a lot of interest. But the, the fact that the regional cable networks are it's not just in Houston. There's issues in in several places with potentially losing coverage once again. So we are that's one of the top stories on the Chronicle right now is the AT and T Sports Southwest. Yeah, we'll though. get to that in headlines for sure. Yeah, yeah but AT and T. Yeah, if, if you if you were here for the Comcast Sportsnet debacle back in 2013 and 2014, um, buckle up because we're here again with trouble with the regional sports. That was back when nobody wanted to watch the Astros. Now they actually want to watch yeah. and might not have an avenue to do it. I know. They, well, they've they we'll get to it in headlines. I, they, I, I the tone of the article I read was, "Don't worry, you'll see the games," but the network is kind of floundering right now. I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll, we'll get to it in uh, in headlines. All right. Up next, as Seth and I continue live from Florida, uh, in uh, Lake Worth Beach, Florida, just uh, just outside West Palm Beach, um, for spring training. Thanks to Shoppers John Deere for sending us down here and for bringing these shows to you all week long from Florida. Um, we'll get to the Astros in the headlines here coming up. We'll talk to Adam Spillane, who is out at the facility this morning um, covering the Astros. We'll get thoughts from him on today's game, anything big going on out there. Spo will join us uh, around the top of the hour or thereabouts. Up next, the daily mock draft injection, a trade-up in this particular mock draft, but not a trade-up for the Texans, but not for who you think. We'll have it for you next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Shoppers John Deere presents live from West Palm Beach for the start of spring baseball. Thanks to Academy Sports and Outdoors, it's Payne and Pendergast on Sports Radio 610. Super excited for uh, today. Marlins and Astros, we will be over there uh, 
taking it all in for you. Adam Spillane over at the facility right now. Um, he is going to join us around the top of the hour. Uh, he'll join us sh- uh, shortly after headlines. So, um, so I was going to show you the flail mower, Sean. This is what a flail oh, mower from is. Oh, Shoppa's John yeah. Deere? Okay. S-H-O-P-P-A-S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So flail, it's oh. like a mower that you drive. But now if you have the one that goes off to the side, you can do ditches and banks and stuff okay. with it. Yeah. I've seen that, but I didn't know it was called a flail mower. That's the whole thing. That's the whole reason uh, Shoppa's is even doing this. Is I, 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 said, I called up our salespeople and I was like, listen. I need a flail mower. Yeah. Get choppers on the line. Like any so, good campaign. I'm going to go out there and tell, tell these groundskeepers uh, here in Lake Worth, or excuse me, in uh, West Palm Beach how to do it. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Um, so th- that's, yeah, that's pretty sweet. That's some badass. Dude, don't ever go shopping on uh, a tractor website. Go to, go to shop. You go to shoppers. <laughs> living John Deere. <laughs> I know, but you'll want a combine. Really? Oh. Sean, Sean, okay. you don't understand what these these things do these days. Okay, How GPS directed, I've, air conditioned. Okay, just, I, I feel like I would definitely lose a limb when operating you, one of these things. When you spend fourteen hours a day, like a, 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 dragging a bush hog around yeah. with no canopy over your tractor in the yeah. summer, and then you start your dream oh, as a kid is to someday like someday sheer have a bliss. big old four wheel drive tractor with an air conditioned cab. That is true. I, there was all, all kids at one time had a dream of driving a tractor. We didn't even have GPS back when I was a kid. Like I didn't even know to dream of GPS directing my tractor. Right, right, right. You oh. could go on. You could go up in your combine. And you could you could harvest a hundred acres while browsing the internet the whole time. That's, Do your show prep. Holy smokes! There's really no reason for you not to be a farmer slash sports radio host. I should be host right the now. greatest farming sports radio host of all time, next to you, of because course. Because of Shoppers. Because of Shoppers, John Deere. Yes, thank you. Um, all right, let's do the uh, daily mock draft injection here. We find a mock draft by a so-called expert, some actual expert, some so-called, but we got to get you guys ready for this draft coming up here at the end of April. What are the experts saying the Texans are going to be doing with their picks? 2 and 12 right now, second overall and 12th overall. This particular mock draft, today's mock draft, Seth, is from Tom Fornelli of CBSSports.com. I don't like him. And he <laughs> has the – well, you may not after He's this. Fine. He He has the Texans trading up from 2 to 1. Yeah. He does not – Stay in here anywhere what they gave up. So it's hard That's for me bogus. to go, yeah, I, it is a little bogus, actually. I need to know what the price is to move up. But it's about who they take, obviously, when we do this mock draft. So, Ben, have you got the sounder ready to go? Uh, for the, there you go. Thank you. With the first pick in the Tom Fornelli CBSSports.com mock draft, the Texans, who, uh, who uh, executed a trade earlier tonight with the Chicago Bears, select C.J. Stroud, Ohio yeah. State. So they trade up. In this particular mock, to get the Ohio State quarterback, not Bryce Young from Alabama. Comment from Fornelli says the Texans aren't willing to risk somebody trading ahead of them and getting their guy, so they do it instead. Lovey Smith's final uh, gift to the Chicago Bears is a Week 18 victory that netted them a few more picks. Texans fans will... Forgive him for it uh, so long as Stroud pans out, and there's a good chance he will. Yeah, okay, and there's a good chance he will. All right, now there's about a 33% chance that he right. will. I hate all rookie quarterbacks. I despise these prospects. I'm most excited by Bryce Young. Um, C.J. Stroud makes me even more nervous. but I'm <laughs> You nervous despise about... Bryce Young less than the I, rest yeah, of Yeah, I despise yeah. his body size. I I'm, I'm going to body shame him until he proves that I shouldn't be body shaming him. But I do like I, – I really love the way he plays. If if Bryce, it's unfortunate because if Bryce Young were C.J. Stroud's size, he'd be a slam dunk, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, take this guy. Um, it's just people are people have never nobody's nobody in the modern NFL has been drafted high 
well being as small as Bryce Young. People yeah. are just worried about his size. So um, CJ Stroud. Trading up for C.J. Stroud is where I draw the line. I honestly, I tra- trading up for Bryce Young, unless it's a really good deal, is where I draw the line on that too. I'm not excited enough about any of these guys, but I like Bryce Young a lot more as a quarterback. With C.J. Stroud, I think there were, there have been questions about okay, what is his ability to play off schedule and improvise because things are always so good for him at Ohio State, and then in that Georgia game. He actually, versus an historically great defense, showed the ability to do all of those things. And it's got people really wondering, okay, what if, you know, maybe just because he hasn't had to show it doesn't mean he couldn't do it. The only thing I wonder about that Georgia game, and I hate doing this because I don't mean to take anything away from his performance, but Georgia is a team that also probably went into that game not expecting C.J. Stroud to be able to do what he did. Yeah. And sometimes when Georgia blitzes a lot or when Georgia plays aggressive, they can leave, they can leave, areas of opportunity on the field. So you credit C.J. Stroud for doing that. I think if Georgia were to game plan that game differently, it might not look the same way the second time around. So, um, yeah, I'm, I, I don't want to see C.J. Stroud traded up for. If not ta- traded up If they for. take him at number two, I'll yeah. be cool with it, but I just uh, I just don't feel that great about him. I am with you on that one. If, if this were to play out, if the Texans were to trade up to get C.J. Stroud, it means C.J. Stroud had a dynamite combine and he just blew them away and, you know, Visits to the facility, pro day, all that, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I don't. I, I think a lot of teams might have their favorite, but don't feel awesome about this. You know, there is this, um, there's this cognition test they use now instead of the Wonderlick because the Wonderlick was dumb, and I guess they still, some teams still do use it, some don't. But like the Wonderlick was the old IQ test that they've been using forever at the combine, and it's a really good test to see if you're a good school student, but not necessarily. Like, exactly how quickly you can process information yeah. on the football field. Where now it's this test where it tests to see how fast you can visually process things. And it's really strongly correlated to success with quarterbacks and safeties. That makes sense. So it's like on both sides of the field, the guys that can see and keep track of things very quickly and understand it. So quarterbacks and safeties. It, the, the, good, the guys that score well on this test tend to be good safeties and good quarterbacks. Um, and the guys that don't score well on it tend not to be as good. So the, supposedly this year with a lot of these quarterbacks, these guys have been tested before, mm-hmm. it's a pretty good year for, uh, for guys that have this. Whereas last year, which was a, you know, not a very exciting quarterbacks class, it was a lot, it, there were a lot of low scores on the cognition That's really test. interesting. So, yeah. so this is a test that the teams administer at the combine, or they, do, they, do they all administer it, or I, I just some they, of them have chosen to do it? They've administered it to a lot of these quarterbacks because yeah. it's part of like the study they're doing. Yeah, the guy that runs it said that this year's quarterbacks have done really well with it. So this is before the combine. Okay, so it's a little so unclear exactly. They do it at school or yeah. something. But he wouldn't, and he wouldn't come right out and say it. But he said he wouldn't be surprised if somebody from Alabama discloses his results on his own. Oh, okay. Which would uh, indicate that they're probably pretty good. So Bryce Young, when you say somebody sees the game differently, yeah. I think they're starting to figure out now that, like, oh, yeah, they literally see it differently. Yeah. Like, they're able to recognize things that, for most people, are imperceptible. Yeah. So they'll have them watch these video screens, and they'll flash something for 16 milliseconds mm-hmm. on the screen, and then ask them, like, a, a, peculiar, a, a particular thing about it. And most people can't even see that there was anything flashed at all, whereas these really good quarterbacks are, are like, oh, yeah, the diamond was uh, missing the left point. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. 
Alabama does have one of the best safeties in the country, too, in Brian Branch. So they, Ooh. Who, by the way... He was talking specifically about... Who, yeah. by the way, this mock draft has falling to the Ravens at 22. At, and then Brian Branch will go and become a pro bowler if he falls. Let's get to the 12th pick here real quick, and we'll get to some headlines. Adam Spillane confirmed, joining us top of the hour, live from the Astros facility with the 12th pick. Give it to me. Thank you, Ben. The Houston Texans select Quentin Johnston, wide receiver, TCU. Um... There's the, it, Quentin Johnston and Jordan Addison seem to be playing dueling pianos with this 12th overall pick in the eyes of the experts right now. Um, it's possible the Titans could take Johnston over Addison. This is what Fornelli says, this mock draft. Instead, the Texans get a receiver who isn't as polished, a route runner, but has the long speed to get over the top of defenses and isn't afraid to go over the middle. He could prove an excellent option for new QB C.J. Stroud. The, uh, like, there's no perfect prospect at pick 12. And I think with Addison... He has a lot more polish, like as the as the description says. But he's only you know he's 170 pounds, which isn't like the drawback that it used to be. There is something about if they took Bryce Young and Addison instead of Quentin Johnson. I, I guess I'm being sizest here. I don't need two undersized guys. Oh, I, I like don't this. Need... The, what combo platter would you? Yeah, like? yeah, yeah. And a lot of this comes down because you to... like Johnston better than Addison, but you like Young better than Stroud. Yeah. So which combo yeah. platter would you rather have? Bryce Young, Jordan Addison. Or the jumbo size platter of Stroud and Johnston. I think I like Johnston regardless. Yeah. Because for one, I don't have to worry. Like, okay, I don't want anything undersized. Yeah. Uh, I don't want too undersized. So Johnston takes that part of it okay. out of the equation. So he comes with Stroud in this combo platter. But Johnston's just not as like the actual receiving parts of being a receiver, like actually catching the ball with your yeah. hands and uh, needs work, not dropping it, all that kind of stuff. That's going to be the frustrating part if they take Quentin Johnston. But the upside feels so. It feels so Andre Johnson-ish. Now, it's not fair to compare him to Andre Johnson. I get that. But yeah. Yeah, I see the comparison. Right, though. right. And that's where I think people are making that mistake because it's too easy to say, like, oh, he'll be the next Andre Johnson. Look, Andre Johnson was a number three overall pick who was like a certified hoss on an awesome team in right. college. Johnson, there's some questions about it. But he, I would say he's more like, best case scenario, he's like a blend of Andre Johnson and Randy Moss. <laughs> ben, save no that. Ben, save that. <laughs> now, <laughs> with I think a splash of Jerry Rice. Just, <laughs> just in, in terms of, like, okay, he's, just, he's got this wiry, wiry but strong side to him. I, I, I like know exactly cowboy. what you're saying about this. I mean, we're joking around. Yeah. But, like, as far as the physical characteristics, like, the. Like the look. Since it's rodeo time, you know what it is? Like a bull rider, except yeah. really tall. You know, like bull riders, they're these wiry little dudes, yeah. but they're strong as hell. Yes. They're the kind of guys that can do like 50 pull-ups, right. you know? Right. That's what Johnson feels like. You look at him, he's kind of gangly, like Randy Moss, except super strong and can out-compete people for yes. 50-50 balls. But there is, yeah, he's raw compared to Addison. All right, let's, um, let's get to a few headlines. Adam Spillane going to join us in about... Eight minutes, so uh, eight minutes or so, as we roll on here live from uh, West Palm Beach, courtesy of Shoppers John Deere and Academy Sports and Outdoors as well, uh, helping send us down here. Let's get to headlines. Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines, brought to you by BaywayJeep.com. We'll talk more Astros here with Adam Spillane in about uh, eight or nine minutes, but um, as far as today goes, Astros and Marlins get going today. Uh, huge times I will be. And Adam Spillane and Parker Hillis, our boss, we'll all be out at the uh, the game today, keeping you up to speed, checking in with uh, in the loop along the way, checking in with the drive a little later on today. All things Astros covered uh, with our trip here 
down to Florida. I guess the big stories for today's game, Seth, and we'll dig into this more with Adam Spillane. We get a Force Whitley sighting. He's going to open the game. I start with it seemed to imply he's going to throw five innings. He's going to pitch an inning or two, I think, is probably what's going to happen. I want him to If he doesn't go seven, he's dead to me. That'll be the big take tomorrow. This is a guy that show. hasn't been reliable. He needs to be Mr. Reliable. <laughs> I, I want you at 6.01 a.m. tomorrow to be angry that Forrest Whitley only pitched one inning today. I want him to go. I need him to start challenging for Framber's quality start streak, <laughs> Yes, uh, including spring training. And games. it starts now. Um <laughs> Jose Altuve, our first look at Jose Altuve getting into the batter's box where he's really got to get in the bat. Come on, Jose. Let's go. He's got to be in there with eight seconds left on the uh, pitch clock. The Alert pitch to clock, the pitcher. Yeah, if you haven't watched any of the spring training games yet and you haven't really paid attention, the pitch clock is one of the big rules changes. And uh, it was it, it went – so far it's gone about the same way it did in the minors last year where there's going to be a couple of infractions per game. And then over the course of about five or six weeks, it gets down to uh, about a half infraction per game on average. So if uh, if you have a half infraction at the end of the game, it can hurt you. Did you like it from what you saw of it this weekend? I liked that. You know, I haven't watched a complete game with it. Yeah. Except that I'm more likely to watch a complete game now that yesterday's game. Ugh. Like yesterday's game for the Astros was over in two hours and nine minutes. Yeah. I don't. It's, That's nice. This is the thing. I think a lot. I think too many people are wrapped up in the length of the game because baseball has been saying over and over again. Yes. It'd be nice if the games are a little bit shorter, but more than anything, we just want more action during a game. And I see a lot of people, frankly, I see a lot of old school baseball fans and purists um, lying to themselves about how they actually are during baseball mm-hmm. games. Because they'll complain about a slow baseball game yeah. over and over and over again. And yet, as soon as you say, well, hi, how about if we made this game a little bit more exciting as you're complaining about the slow baseball game? No, 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 no. I like the tension to be built up. Like, now, you know, if there's action on the base paths, if you, if you end up with a game that's got the same amount of action but it's compressed into two hours and 40 minutes instead of three hours and 10 minutes, there's just more action per minute than there otherwise would be. And, and some of the players have actually expressed an appreciation for that. Yeah. Saying, oh, it would be easier to stay mentally checked in as an infielder. You know, there's not, not as much downtime. Uh, and then other people like Kyle Tucker seem to hate it. Um, I was just thinking about this. When you said the game was two hours and nine minutes, uh, I do think about this from a business standpoint. One of the things about having three-and-a-half-hour baseball games, yeah. as far as the live event goes, there's a lot more beer and hot dogs and nachos that get purchased yeah. during three-and-a-half hours than during two hours and nine minutes. I'm being... Well, somewhat serious here. Well, the two hours and nine minutes certainly isn't going to be the average. You know, it'll probably settle in around two hours, 40 minutes. But you're right. There's a half hour. But on average, it chops a half hour off. Um, Yeah, yeah, I guess that's where they they probably figure the in the big picture. They're trying to create a better product on the field. Sure. So if you create a better product, easier to go. Yeah. Not staying as late on weeknights that more people are going to go. Yeah. So so there you have it. I'm guessing they figured this whole thing in. Sean, we're talking about uh, sports owners who didn't figure out for 70 years that, hey, maybe if women can go to the, the bathroom faster they'll actually be more likely to come to Go. games yeah. and buy concessions. Yeah. They're like, no, no, just let them sit in line the entire time. That is true. So, like, <laughs> Kids, kids, there used to be a time where basically uh, sports owners said, like, yeah, we see the lines outside of women's bathrooms, yep. but uh, no, we're into equality. So same number of toilets as urinals. Yep. Like, oh, whatever. Yep. Like, no, you're, you've got customers who could be spending money on concessions yes. who are standing in line for, for 45 minutes. Long lines, yeah. yes. Um all right, so we'll talk more Astros here in a few minutes with Adam Spillane. As far as the Texans go, they announced their coaching staff 
this weekend. I guess the highlights from the coaching staff announcement, eight holdovers from the previous staff, including five, well, four position coaches and one coordinator, Frank Ross, the special teams coordinator. Um, the, uh, the most recognizable name on there, other than guys who've already been on this staff, is probably Gerard Johnson for a lot of people locally. Yeah. I haven't mentioned Gerard yet. They made it official. He is going to be the quarterback's coach. The question becomes, who are the guys he's going to be coaching? And that, some of that gets, begins to get resolved over the next few weeks here. I wonder, is Davis Mills like sitting in a dark room thinking about how he's going to prove everybody wrong this year. Well, is there a, is there a workout montage out there of Davis Mills like, you know, uh, swinging a sledgehammer in Siberia or something? Uh, the only montage I have was sent to me yesterday by my wife. It was a screen grab of a tweet from um from uh Davis Mills' mom it looks like. Uh-oh. Uh that Davis Mills and his girlfriend is they're now fiance. They are now oh, okay. engaged. They got engaged over the weekend. That was this weekend? It's recently, yeah. I thought the, he already the tweet yeah, okay. was from yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't keep track because Kyle Tucker got engaged what a couple months ago. Yep. Yep. It's a little different st- status there in Houston sports. Right a there, little right? bit, and yeah. They, I, there's something about those two that I kind of feel look very at similar. I feel like they would do a good Step Brothers movie. <laughs> yeah. Two of them, Kyle. Hey, not, but I, but they'd get along at first. Uh, they'd be like, oh, "Would you like to go eat something bland?" Yeah, just, Certainly, I would too. Yes. I'm here for the. I'm here for the. How combo. do you feel about bland clothing? Oh yeah, I'll go for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> would you like salt and pepper? Oh gosh, no, too, too spicy, too spicy <laughs> yeah, for me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah no, some real riveting storylines. Um, so, the coach staff announced we'll get some more thoughts on the coaching staff in a minute the combine is this week we've uh the one thing we've learned about the combine today is cj stroud quarterback from ohio state he is going to throw this week saturday is quarterback day uh bryce young will wait for his pro day to throw all right um and now Dave, i'm fixated <laughs> what? we need to do a deep dive on what it's been like for davis mills as uh as, as D'Amico ryan's has yet to say davis mills name as far as i can tell whenever that'll be interesting if D'Amico when he gets interviewed at the combine this week uh if if he, he actually, says davis by name if he actually mentions davis mills by name well, yeah. wednesday at noon we'll find out um all right the astros have their lineup out for today's game as well we'll, we'll dig into that and more uh in a moment here um with uh, Adam Spillane. You're listening to KILT and KILT HD2 and Odyssey Station. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hyundai. 